someone needs some type of sales skills. They might not be in direct sales, but they need some type of salesmanship to get their career up and running. I think the number one thing that Cutco teaches you is just be a master of communication. For anybody that's in college or right after college, you're at the right place. You are getting better every day and you might not even know what you want to do long term, but this is the place to be where you can sharpen your skills and use those in the future. I knew I was at the right place where I could make a lot of money, enjoy what I did, and be able to figure out what I want. What a great opportunity. Kyle Jones is now highly successful in the medical device sales industry. He established the foundation for a great career while spending seven summers with Cutco Vector as he advanced his education. He learned not only about sales and communication, but many other relevant skills that have helped him maximize his early career. The leaders at Cutco Vector are proud of the many alumni like Kyle who are achieving great success and who gratefully credit their experience with Cutco Vector as having been a foundational piece in building that success. I'm grateful today to be able to share the experiences and insights of Kyle Jones. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, my guest today is Kyle Jones. Kyle sold Cutco starting back in 2010, worked with Brian Stevenson in Jackson, Mississippi. Kyle served as a rep, assistant manager, branch manager. He even served as the division office manager for both Mark Bullard and Brian Stevenson over the course of his Cutco career during college at Mississippi State University. He graduated from Mississippi State with a degree in accounting in 2015. He also went back for his MBA, which he completed in 2016. Subsequently, he connected with Boston Scientific to get into the medical device sales industry, where he has had some tremendous success and advanced very quickly. He was recommended super highly as a guest by Brian Stevenson. So thank you, Brian, for recommending Kyle and Kyle Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, looking forward to hearing about your time with Cutco and how it has impacted your success in your career today. So take us back to 2010 and tell us a little bit about how you guys started selling Cutco. Yeah, so I guess I'm like most people. Uh, I had a friend recommend me for the job. I got the phone call growing up. 
my mom had always had Cutco and uh, she had had a lot of different reps come through through the years. So I was familiar with what it was. Got the phone call. Honestly, I knew about it, but I just didn't know the ins and outs. And I didn't necessarily know that I could even do it around my schedule. It was pretty busy. And so I went to the interview, just kind of learned more about it got the job and really kind of started rolling from there and realized I could work it around my schedule. And so that's basically how it started. Yeah, that's cool. So your mom already owned Cutco. I'm sure that had a real positive impact on your uh, confidence and just your ability to to get going right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. I, I knew the quality of product and my parents spoke very highly of Cutco. And so I knew all about that part of it. So I didn't have to worry about that. It mainly was just, could I, did I have the time to do it? And I was able to quell those concerns during the interview process and all those things. Nice. And this was with Brian Stevenson. Yeah, This yeah, was, was. Uh, early days for him. He is now a Hall of Fame legend here in the company that has had some tremendous success. What do you feel were some lessons you learned from Brian or from anyone else that that really stand out? I've learned a lot from Brian just starting. I mean, when I was really young, you know, and I was able to grow with him and I've seen how he's done. It's been awesome to see from afar now. But I think the biggest thing Brian showed me is that you can have fun with the job, right? A lot of people, they wake up, they're miserable. You know, they go to work eight to five, they're praying to get off early. They're praying for Friday. And I think just with this, I was able to learn that you can have a job and yes, it's a job and it's work, but you can really enjoy it, the process. And that's probably the biggest thing that I learned from Brian and him just showing me that it can be done. And this is a really cool opportunity. And uh, I really felt like I got took full advantage of it really. So that was uh, that's probably the number one thing. He taught me a lot of things, but that's number one kind of on my list of things to learn from Brian and from Cutco in general. Yeah. Brian just seems like he's created this culture where people just love what they do and they love being around him and they love being around each other. And there's just this great vibe of all the people in his organization. And I think uh, it was it uh, was probably pretty neat for you to be a part of that in those early days. Yeah, I think so. Brian had just moved back from Birmingham to Jackson. And so I came in and we were able to kind of, I think, kind of build it together. But yeah, excellent culture. We're all really good friends, still really good friends. We still, I still am in a group me with a bunch of guys that worked for him back in those days. And we're very good friends now. And uh, looking back on it, it was a lot of fun is what it was. Yeah. Anything else that stands out from your time spent with Brian in those early days? Yeah, I think just teaching you how to be successful. I mean, I, I was young. I mean, I was in college. So I just I just grew up, you know, a lot through the opportunities and why Brian being by my side and, you know, just dealing with things that the opportunity puts your way and challenges and working on those and getting to learn those things with Brian and him coaching me along the way. I think that's what he was able to teach me. I mean, really, I just feel like I just grew up. You know, and there's a lot of lessons along the way, but that was probably the biggest one. Yeah, it's great to be able to observe a highly successful person and how they operate. And with Cutco, we really get an inside look into how someone operates, right? Because you become so close. And that to me was a, a really transformational part of my experience as well. 
was watching my division manager and just how he operated. I, I learned how to work. I learned how you respond to adversity. I learned so many other like little things just by seeing the example that my division manager was setting for me. And it's just so, it's so powerful to be able to be around someone, you know, so successful as a young person, just getting started and be able to witness that. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree. The, the organization is probably the biggest. I mean, because if, if you don't dedicate time to make phone calls, if you don't dedicate windows of when you're going to do demos and things like that, then you'll just get kind of lost in the shuffle. And that's crucial in this opportunity is just be organized. And if you do that, then you can have a lot of fun and you can really be successful. But that's, that's one of the biggest things, honestly, of just working the schedule. Yeah. You got any stories or moments from uh, these early days with Brian that, that uh, you could share? I've got plenty, but one story I wanted to share is I was doing an SC2 push and I had already, this is probably my second summer. It is my second summer. Yep. And so we were doing an SC2 push and I had kind of an example of what I wanted to do. I wanted to sell like fifteen dollars or $20,000. can't remember the exact number, but I was trying to go big. And I had been successful. And so I just thought, why not? I'm going to be you know, successful in this push. And I started, and this was in like 2010, 2011. So if you were watching the news, you just kept hearing these stories of like, you know, the economy's in the tank and people are really struggling and all that. And I was, wasn't privy to it, honestly, but you would hear that in the background. Okay. So I start the push and I'm, I have 10 demos. And I literally went 0 for 9 on the first nine demos. I don't think I sold anything on the first nine. And so obviously that is adversity. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe everyone is struggling. You know, maybe people can't afford these luxuries and all of those things. And so I'm having those conversations. And I remember Brian being like, there are plenty of people that are struggling right now, but there are plenty of people that are being successful and making money. You're just in a bad, bad rut. You'll get out of it. Just keep, keep the process, trust the process and all that. So I go to my 10th demo. I'm pretty frustrated at this point. And this is before iPhones even had maps on them, right? Like, so I didn't even know I, I got the wrong address. And so I literally showed up at the wrong house and I called the the person I was meeting with and they're like, yeah, you're not even close to where we are. And uh, so I'm running behind, I'm heading out there. It's way further than I thought it was. And, uh, and then I get in there, we start talking and the customer basically was like, I don't even cook. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, this is over 10. I'm staring a buckshot on this one too. And I was just able to share my story and share my goals and what I was trying to do. And they, Basically, we're saying we've had a very successful year so far, and we want to be able to give back to you. We believe in what you're doing. And they bought a Homemaker Plus 8 from me. And that was kind of the light bulb went off, kind of everything started to click of like, there's always people that are doing well. There's certainly people that are struggling, but there are people that are doing well too. And if you just work hard, it's, it's funny how you get a lot luckier the harder you work. Yeah. And so uh, that, that's one story that I like to share with anytime I do things like this of facing adversity yeah, and how do you handle it? And that was definitely a learning moment from, from me 
from Brian towards me of what to do when adversity hits. Right. Oh, for nine, man, that's, that's hard to do with Cutco. It was brutal. It was brutal. (laughs) (laughs) I have another coworker. uh, She was experienced the same thing the next year. And I think she went like over 15 and I was just like, just keep doing it. (laughs) It'll be fine. She ended up selling 20 K that push. I remember her name is what Whitney Allen, Whitney, Whitney Lear now. And uh, anyway, so it's, it's tough. Well, I, I have met Whitney, and uh, that uh, I did not know that she had a, a run like that also in, in a push period. It's, a, really it's a story worth sharing. You'll have to get her on here, and she'll share it with you. But it, <laughs> it, was, it, it was so gratifying to see her on the, at the end of it. But during, the, during it, I'm like, I'm really glad Brian's your manager because he'll be able to get you through this. But Yeah, nice, nice. Well, one great thing about such adversities is exactly what you just described. It gives us a story to tell. It gives us a story to tell the future people that we're leading or managing or guiding or inspiring or mentoring in some way that, hey, we've been there and it happens and that this is how you handle it. This is how you respond. Uh, you don't give up. You keep on working through it. And eventually you do find the success that you want. And sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's harder, but that you can still succeed despite having a challenge. And I think that's a great inspirational story to be able to tell. Yeah, no doubt. I, I don't know who said it, but it's everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. This kind of teaches you those lessons. Because if you're here long enough at Cutco, you will face adversity at some point. So uh, so anyways, that's kind of my one of many adversity stories, but that's probably the best one. Yeah. I think a lot of people come into the Cutco experience as young people, and they sort of have the mistaken view that the people who are successful, they become successful because it all just falls into place. That's why they're successful. It just falls into place. But of course, that's not what happens at all. And when someone gets to see that, oh no, someone that is successful does have the same adversities I'm having. Wow. Maybe I can do it too. Right. It's a, it's such a valuable life lesson that people gain just uh, working through uh, some of those early challenges with Cutco for sure. So after being a rep, you were an assistant manager. Uh, you ran a branch in your third summer, I believe. What yeah, was that's branch? correct. Yeah, tell us about your branch experience. That was a awesome opportunity, but that is hard work too, as as I'm sure you know. Uh, but to be, I believe I was either 19 or 20 years old running a branch. And to do the things that you do in that opportunity, secure a lease, hire people, hire receptionists, ultimately fire people, uh, paying bills, setting up business accounts, all those things at 20. It's crazy, honestly, that you can do this at such a young age. And uh, I loved it. Uh, It was hard, very hard. But I'm so glad I did that. I think that is by far the best resume builder is to run a branch, uh, to say you can do all those things. And in three months, I was able to go from $0 in sales, start a business, all those things I just described. And we ended up selling $125,000. At the time, I, I'm sure it's been broken. At the time, it was the record. Uh, and so it was really fun to do, to be the part. I, I'm so thankful I was given that opportunity, but it's just, 
it's hard for me to even describe how invaluable that experience is for your resume. Yeah, for sure. Like just the idea of running all aspects of a business is so eye-opening. It gives people a greater understanding of what it takes to be successful in, in the world. And it's, uh, as you said, such a huge resume builder. And, and there's so many stories of people running their branch where, like yours, where you started out not so great at the beginning, but then you pulled it together and you wound up having this good summer with 125K, as you said. You said that was the record for like the record for like the Mississippi for, for the division. I think it was Southern time. Rock. So, yeah, yeah, like Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi, Louisiana. Awesome. So, it was something like that. But yeah, I mean, we talked about adversity a little earlier. I mean, that you're going to face adversity doing that. I mean, like I said, my first training class that went out sold $1,000. So obviously that was not good. And I think in that role, you just have to learn to stay through the process. But uh, I had to adapt some. You know, there were some things that weren't working. I had to figure out what's not working and go in and fix it. Uh, and that's what I was able to do. And we were able to get good people in there. And uh, we were able to ultimately, we did really well in the month of July. And it all kind of came together. Uh, and then I was able to go and sell, sell myself, uh, which I did. And uh, we had a very big SC2 push. And then and the crazy thing is you close the doors and go back to college. Mm-hmm. So I did all that. And then uh, you're in your college classes and they're telling you about stuff. And I was like, man, I, I don't need to read about this. I've already done it. you know. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, very cool opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I loved my experience branching as well. And like you said, there's just so much that you learn and it's so valuable for sure. For those that run a branch, you come back, you're a way better sales rep. You know, that's where I would say that the job really clicked. After you run a branch, after you teach people how to sell Cutco, and then you go back and do it yourself, that's where everything kind of came together for me. And not that the the job was easy afterwards. You still had to do the repetition. You still had to make the phone calls. But that's where I was really able. I know what I'm doing, and I can just really have fun with this. Uh, and that was kind of the light bulb went off. That's kind of where things changed for me of where I can really do this and have fun too. And that's what I was yeah. able to do the rest of the summers. Excellent. Excellent. Well, now with six years of hindsight, looking back uh, as you've gotten into your career, what do you feel like are the most valuable career insights that you gained during your time with Cutco Vector? I think the number one thing that Cutco teaches you is uh, just be a master of communication, being able to, because I, I see people now, they can't talk to people on the phone. You know, they have trouble writing emails. They uh, aren't able to communicate clearly with whoever the person that they're working with. Those things are important and they're intangible. You don't realize you're getting better at it when you're doing Cutco, but you are uh, and seeing those things. So I think that is probably number one. I think the thing, the little things like presentation skills, being able to handle no, you know, that not everyone can do that. They get their feelings hurt and all that. And, and what I do, I get told no a lot, you know, and so that's, that's just part of it. And so I think that's uh, some kind of key takeaways. The other thing is like negotiation skills, how to sell, how to go into a house and person's not expecting to buy knives and you end up flipping them taking them from A all the way to B and they end up buying knives, you know, that's a skill and not everyone can do it. 
And those are things that you learn that you don't realize you're learning while you're doing the job. You know, so that those are some of them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, almost any business is driven because there are people making sales. There are people there who are finding ways of creating interest, right? Finding a need. How could we fill that need? Helping the customer go from being hesitant to saying yes to, you know, making the purchase, taking that step, right? That's something that applies to so many different businesses and so many walks of life. And it's so critical for people to be able to have that ability to sell, right? It's more than just presentation, right? It goes into persuasion, influence, right? And uh, it's a critical piece of success in, uh, in any business for sure. I agree. I think just remember going through this and a lot of people tell me, well, I don't want to be in sales. What I realize now is that if you're a doctor and you don't have any patients, you're not in business anymore. If you're a lawyer, and you don't have any clients, you're not going to be in business. So while you might not sell an actual product, you might sell your service or yourself. And that's something that I learned looking back on it. Everyone needs some type of sales skills. They might not be in direct sales, you know, but they need some type of salesmanship to be able to get their career up and running, you know? Exactly. For sure. It's a critical piece of success for sure. So you graduated from Mississippi State. Uh, you worked with Mark Bullard for a short time uh, in his pilot office. And then you went back over to Brian, worked with Brian in his pilot office. Uh, you got your MBA and then you uh, were able to get into the medical device industry. Can you connect the dots here between your education and getting into the medical device industry? Absolutely. So I was an undergraduate for accounting. The plan was to be a CPA. I've always liked numbers. And so that's what I did. I knew that'd be a good degree to get. They always need people to work. Uh, and so that, that's kind of what I wanted to do. In my internship, you do it's a four year uh, accounting is a four year program, and then in your last semester, basically from New Year's until spring break, you go and you do a uh, internship. And so I did a public accounting internship up in Memphis, and I went and I did it. And keep in mind, the only job I had had before that was Cutco, and so I went and it was just round peg, square hole. It just was not a fit. It was an eight to five. I was sitting in a cubicle all day. I remember one time the internet work went out and we couldn't work, literally could not work. And I asked my boss if I could go home and I would just come back when the internet came back on. And you would have thought I was asking for the world uh, <laughs> to do that. I was just used to cut code. Like the power went out, you just went home, right? I mean, when so I did that and uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity. And I would say the internship was a success because I knew that I cannot do this. Like I, I cannot be a CPA. I do not want to do this. And so you come back from school or from your internship to school, and you basically have a month and then I, I'm graduating. So I was able to talk to Mark and he needed a, a dom at that time. And we had talked about it, but I was like, man, I'm going to be back going to school. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have time this summer to do it. Once that happened of like, okay, I'm not going to be a CPA anymore. There was an opening and I was able to work with him that summer. 
and then go back in the fall and work on my MBA. When I worked with the MBA, the goal was to get that. I think it was helpful to have a master's degree, but I really needed to figure out what I was going to do. And so I mentioned how you know when you are doing the job and when it starts to click, you can really start to kind of enjoy it. And so I was meeting with successful people, ultimately selling them knives, but I called those people up during my MBA year and asked if I could shadow them for a day. Mm, cool. And I did. Uh, I bet I've shadowed probably 10 people, all different types of jobs, all different things. I just knew that they had been successful. I knew that I liked them as a person while I was working with them uh, in my demos. And uh, so I called them up and asked if I could shadow them. The one that really stood out was I shadowed two uh, medical device sales reps. And I was able to really see how that was and see the impact they made. And, you know, I mentioned the light bulb, but that truly is what happened. I was like, man, this is really cool. A, you're helping people. You're making an impact. I, uh, I, I don't have to go to medical school to do this. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, it's a good career opportunity. And that's when I knew this is what I want to do. So then I'm, you know, starting to do what I thought you were supposed to do and just start applying for jobs online. And after I applied for maybe 50 and I got no word back from any of them, I was like, okay, this, this isn't working. I got to do something else. So then I just started calling people that worked at different companies and I wanted to have a contact for kind of all the major players in medical device. Uh, And so when the job came open in Jackson for Boston Scientific, I had a couple contacts there and I called them and uh, they were able to help give me an interview. And then I was able to get land the job. So that's kind of how I got there. Long way to get there, but that's how kind of the story works. Nice. I love your story of shadowing some of your most successful customers. Like that's such a great example of a way that people can leverage their Cutco networking to be able to, uh, you know, get these great connections and be able to, you know, get a job or be able to see what they want to do down the road. Like I, I just, I thought that's just a great example of something that, that uh, people could, could uh, take and, and apply. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go to the house and you're like, wow, it's a nice house. You know, I'd like to have this one day. How do I get there? And so that's, you know, and then I like the people and it was something unique that I think, I don't know if other people have done that before, but it worked for me. Uh, And it worked in that I can, I figured out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something kind of in the sales marketing arena, but once I was able to shadow these people, I really got an understanding of what I needed to do and what I needed to do to make it happen. Yeah. Excellent. And so this uh, connected you into Boston Scientific. You got the job with Boston Scientific after working the summer of 2016 with Brian. And you've done really well. What have been some of the keys to your advancement at Boston Scientific? I think it's a mixture, but a lot of it is what I did in Cutco, right? I mean, you just, I just dove in and really tried to become a master of my craft and, and learn everything that I needed to learn. And uh, a lot of long nights, uh, a lot of early mornings, but being reliable and providing education in the Mississippi marketplace, I think is what ultimately helped. And uh, really just working hard. You know, it's just, it's not that hard. You just, it's kind of like Cutco. You know what to do. You just got to go do it. Uh, and that's kind of how it worked. And 
caught some breaks along the way, which is helpful. But like I said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I'm thankful for my Cutco experience because it taught me how to fight the adversity and work hard and all those things we talked about, because that's what I had to do here uh, to get where I am today. Yeah. So tell us a little more about your path at Boston Scientific from starting in 2016 to where you are today. Yeah. So I uh, started as an associate rep in Jackson. And at the time, I was, if not the youngest, one of the youngest to be in that position. I was like 24 and I got that job, which a lot of it was due to my Cutco experience. I was able to stand out. Most people that were getting that job were 28, 29. And so that I know the Cutco helped me. I know that the MBA helped me, but I was able to get it. As an associate, I worked with the rep out of Birmingham. And so I was basically the main person in Mississippi. And he came over to help as well, but I was kind of the person. And so as an associate, I just really tried to talk to him every day and learn what I needed to do. And we were able to make it happen. And so we were able to grow the market. We were able to make it to where it could sustain having a territory manager. And in about two and a half years, we reached that point and I was able to be promoted to a territory manager and run it myself. But I was able to do the job before I had the job, if that makes sense. So the last year as an associate, I was the one really running the territory in Mississippi. And then ultimately had success as a territory manager, was able to get promoted again to a field sales trainer. So now I'm training some of our new hires and uh, really enjoyed that. And very similar to like, I think about that branch manager being a Dom, like training people is something that a way to give back, but it also makes you better too. And so, uh, so I've enjoyed that process as well. So if that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell, I've been there six years uh, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and you know what I love about medical device sales is that there's this feeling of selling something that matters, that helps people, that in many cases saves lives, like is really, there's a powerful conviction that you can develop in medical device sales that you don't necessarily have in all types of sales. I would agree with that. I think one of the coolest parts is that I feel like I'm making an impact. You know, if I, uh, now I'm not a physician, I never will be a physician, but I feel like I was able to provide resources to help them in their practice, whether that's, you know, go to an educational course uh, somewhere around the country or bringing someone in to help them or talk about some different ideas and being there to support the case and help the staff. And it means a little bit more to me because I'm from Mississippi, I'm from Jackson. And uh, I try and view it as, you know, what if my mom were on the table and, you know, I want to make sure that they, uh, that I've done everything I can in my power to help. Uh, so yes, I, I do agree. And that's something that I wanted too, some conviction behind what I'm doing. And, and yes, I, it's a job, and, but it means more to me than just an eight to five stereotypical job. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. What do you feel like is the key thing that you learned from Cutco that you're using like every day as you're working uh, in medical device sales? I think communication skills. You know, a lot of it is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And being emotionally intelligent, when is it a time to ask a question? When is it a time to shut up? All those things are important. And you learn that in Cutco. And so you can read the room, you can read people, you can really understand. And I think that's the most important part in what I do uh, because it's stressful. Physician, it could be late at night and it's a stressful case. And 
And so those are things that I've learned from Cutco because you're in, when you're doing a demo, like, you know, you, you're able to read people, you know, like you're able to see like, Hey, they, they're asking good buying signal questions and those things, those, those intangible skills I talked about, but being emotionally intelligent, I got that from Cutco and that is extremely important in what I do now. And I've seen other coworkers that are really good at it. I've seen other coworkers at Boston Scientific that aren't, and uh, it's tough for them. And that's what Cutco taught me. Organizational skills, I cover basically all of Mississippi, basically. And so working a schedule, that's something I learned from Cutco, because otherwise I'd be driving myself crazy, literally behind a windshield and working a schedule and being organized, all those things, all from Cutco. Yeah. So cool to hear. I love it. And, and just the idea of EQ and able to read people and, and ask the right questions. This is something that's highly relevant, not just at work, but personally in relationships, in parenting, ultimately. It's just a, it's such a huge area of success that we cultivate, you know, in those early days uh, with Cutco. So good stuff. Yeah. And I think the benefit is up. Obviously, I've still got to continually work on myself, but I picked that up at an early age. You know, I started in college. And I was able to learn those things. And uh, you, you don't even realize you're learning it, but you just kind of know. You know, so that's uh, that's something that I don't think people talk about with the Cutco experience, but that's certainly one of them. And it's a huge part. Yeah, there, there really is a lot. Like you said, that you don't realize you're learning, but that's getting ingrained. And then later on, you kind of look back and go, oh, I know I learned a lot about this while I was, you know, working in Cutco. So pretty cool. Yeah. Looking back on it, you realize that, you know, that's one thing that I think Brian did a really good job of just communicating that this is a great opportunity, but you're learning life skills. And that's something that he was able, and I I knew that, but I, I didn't fully understand it. Until now, here I am six years after, and I look back on it, you realize those things that you pick up on. And so I'm thankful for Brian to really be able to point that out. Yeah, excellent. Well, congratulations on your success so far. As you look ahead, five years, 10 years down the road, what are you most excited about? You know, one thing that Cutco really helped me, and now my, I've been married in the, in the meantime, and uh, that's helpful for me and my wife is... Uh, being able to go to college and graduate debt-free with, with the help of Cutco, being a good steward of the money that I made and saving it. I'm so thankful I did those things because, you know, when you're 20 years old, you're going to blow the money. If you spend it all, you're going to blow it on something that's worthless, you know, uh, a new car or whatever. But I was able to save a lot. And so those things that that matter later down, like buying a house, buying a wedding ring, all those things that are expensive, uh, I've been able to do. Uh, and so we're able to, we're debt free other than our house, uh, which I'm very thankful. And a lot of that's due to Cutco. And I was able to save a lot of money. So five, 10 years from now, I, I think we're trying to anchor our roots in Jackson and we've bought a house and I don't know what the future holds, but uh, I'm excited where I've been and I'm excited where I'm going. It's been a lot of fun, Dan, honestly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have any uh, last words of advice for any young Cutco people who might be listening? Yeah, I think for the Cutco people, for some reason, and I say this every time I'm speaking at summer meetings and stuff like that, there's some mantra that you should do Cutco for one year and then go do something different. 
And I'm the example of not doing that. I did something different at Cutco every single year, but I did seven summers. I think for anybody that's in college or right after college, you're at the right place. You have plenty of opportunities to gather those life skills. And maybe you want to stay at Cutco for forever, or maybe you want to be like me and work it multiple years and get really good experience and go do something that you ultimately want to do. So my number one suggestion is come back next summer. Or if you're working throughout the the school year, that's great. I thankfully didn't have to do that. Uh, I worked really hard in the summer and I was able to have fun in college. But when it was summertime, it was time to work. So that's my number one suggestion is come back, work with your manager, figure out what opportunities, whether that's an assistant manager or a branch or ultimately a dom or even a district manager, all those are great opportunities and you're at the right place. So that's probably number one. Number two is to really dive in and go all in. You know, I know when we launched people out of training, you really wanted them to get as many demos as possible. And that's what I did. And you learn and you get better each and every demo that you do. And I don't know what the magic number is. It's probably a hundred demos to get really good at a demo. You know, I, I don't know what you would suggest, Dan, but I would say around 100 is where you really start to, it starts to click. So great financial opportunity. You can make a lot of money at Cutco. And that's not the only thing that's important, but that is a factor. You can make a lot of money here and you can save a lot, which is great. You can graduate debt free. You can do all those things in college by working at Cutco. And then number three, I would just say, those skills, those intangible skills, like you're in the job and you're thinking, man, I'm just selling knives. Like, you know, am I really making a difference and all that? And the answer is yes. You're learning those intangible skills we talked about. You are getting better every day and you might not even know what you want to do long-term, but this is the place to be where you can sharpen your skills and use those in the future. Like I did. I didn't know it. I knew I was at the right place, but I didn't know I wanted to do medical advice sales when I was a sophomore, junior in college. I had no idea, but I knew I was at the right place where I could make a lot of money, enjoy what I did, which is super important and be able to figure out what I want. So, and it all worked out in the end. And I'm super thankful to have the opportunity. I'm very grateful that my friend suggested me for the job all those years ago. And it's just, what a great opportunity. I mean, I I literally drank the Cutco Kool-Aid. I think it's an awesome job uh, (laughs) and an awesome opportunity. And I have nothing but good things to say because it's, it was so much fun. Like that's the best part about Brian's office and Mark's. Like we just have fun. Yeah, we were working, but we were having fun doing it. And that's important. You know, you never want a job where you dreading to show up, you know, at eight and you're begging to leave at five. Like I, I didn't want that. No one wants that. But Cutco is able to be like, hey, you can be successful, make a lot of money and have fun. And that's what I learned. So those would kind of be my tips. Yeah. Excellent. That's great stuff. Kyle, thanks so much for everything you've shared today. Great to see that you've had this uh, great success both with Cutco and after Cutco. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing all the uh, ideas and stories and insights that you've shared here today. This has been really cool. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. I enjoyed it. was Kyle Jones. Everyone loved that he spent seven summers working with Cutco as he progressed through his education 
And as he said, he learned how to be successful. He said, I grew up through the Cutco Vector experience, learning about communication, presentation skills, handling adversity, emotional intelligence, running all aspects of a business as a branch manager, and learning that you could have fun while you're working, that that's the kind of culture that could be created. Just some great ideas right there. Really love that Kyle shadowed some of his most successful customers. That's a brilliant idea that anybody in Cutco can take and use, right? Asking some of your most successful customers, hey, could I shadow you for a day? Could I see what your work is like, what your role is like? And that that helped him to find a career that he was fired up about after Cutco. Through those seven summers with Cutco, Kyle was able to graduate debt-free and have money saved up. I think that's a compelling reason to stick around in Cutco, along with, of course, the great diversity of experiences you can have by playing different roles as you go along. Kyle's Cutco experience was obviously so much more valuable than the accounting internship where he was just sitting in a cubicle all day and learned that this is what he didn't want to do, right? So really great stuff right there. Kyle referenced emotional intelligence as a key trait that he learned. There's an episode on emotional intelligence that I created on this podcast, which is episode number 221. I encourage you to check that out. Kyle was also greatly influenced by Brian Stevenson and Mark Bullard. Both of them have been featured on the podcast. Brian Stevenson's episode is number 123, and Mark Bullard's episode is number 157. Check those out. Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed Kyle Jones here today, everybody. Thanks a lot for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 